1: back to the get lit with becky podcast the podcast dedicated to your development and helping you light all the way up My name is Becky and I am business mentor, empowerment coach, and founder of Get Lit Inc, the home to your business, career, and personal development. And I am on a mission to help as many of you as I can shine brighter and access your fullest potential. It is time to shush that inner critic of yours, break through your limiting beliefs and self-defeating behaviors, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way, and fearlessly step into your power so that you can build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. This podcast is for the dreamer, the believer, the go-getter and the inspired. Let's get lit. Today's podcast episode is dedicated to all of my hard workers, grafters, and driven women out there who have been fighting, striving, pushing for success as long as they can remember. I mean, for me, I work a lot, obviously, in a one to one capacity with very driven women. It tends to be who I attract, whether they're business owners starting a business or even in my life coaching clients who want to start a business or excel in their career. I naturally tend to attract women who are very driven who have always been very good at what they do. They're used to being successful in school. They kind of validate themselves based on their success or, you know, they might be coming into the world of like running a business, but they want the qualifications and the accolades to make sure that they're like kind of spot on and they're doing everything they want to do. And they like it when people applause them for their efforts and their achievements. That's typically the women I always work with. And they usually know what being the best or being the top of the class feels like. And those kind of, kind of qualifications and validations and trophies kind of help them cement that they've done well. So this is naturally the woman that I work with, naturally the woman that listens to our podcast and you're probably thinking, yeah, that's definitely me. And that was absolutely once upon a time me. And I think, I'm probably sure if I have done my work right and I've worked with enough women to know that you're also someone, if that's you, who puts immense pressure on yourself to do everything at your absolute best. The best of your ability to set extremely high standards for yourself, you set extremely high standards of what success looks like and it perhaps you know, if it's not perfect, you won't do it. And, you know, I have so many clients who I have to say to them, like, you know, you've spent the last three months not doing this thing because you wanted to do it perfectly. You wanted it to look amazing. But sometimes people just like real raw and honest. And sometimes people would rather you did it than never did it at all. If you are someone who has allowed your desire to be the best or to do things amazingly or to get things perfect to hold you back, then I think we have to find a, a slightly more balanced ground. I I have this conversation all the time, you know, like with my boyfriend, he's at a point now where he really wants to grow his business and his desire to make sure everything is so amazing and like it's always delivered to high service is what makes his business so successful, right? It is what makes his business so successful, but it also stops him from making some moves and taking some risky expansion moves because he is worried about not leading like leveling up with the level of success that he has placed on himself. And I think this is the one of the common things that see amongst all these women is that barrier, that boundary, that level that they have created as what success means. They haven't realized that they have created it, that most people wouldn't even expect that or don't do that. I remember kind of realizing, I think it was when I was working in my corporate company and, and we were doing a lot of presentations and a lot of briefs and that kind of was also happening a lot at uni and I remember I was like putting together these I would like work all night to put these presentations together and to give it my absolute best and to make it super super perfect and then sometimes I started to see others and I was like wow they really didn't really do that much but like they still had quite good success from it and I realized that I was like always overachieving like and that was my thing I had to overachieve I had to be the best and I get it you want to achieve big things and usually that comes because we know that we're capable of achieving big things we know that big things come to us when we play big when we do our best when we step up and we look the best or we create the best this or we do it the best video or whatever it might be but what you're also doing is placing immense pressure on yourself that actually could be the cause of why you feel inadequate why you're not reaching those levels of success or in some cases why you're not taking any action at all because you're like well if it's not going to be that good i don't want to move all. and years can pass you by before you do the thing that you wanted to do just because you wanted it to be perfect and I've been in that situation so many times where I've wanted to do something but my desire to make it perfect and to be the best made me push it back and push it back and push it back before a year or two years went by and then I never did it and then someone else did it and I sat there and I went damn it why don't I just do it and why don't I just start we all have to start somewhere it's something I say to my clients all the time start somewhere like put that video up do that thing do whatever it is and you can get better when i started my podcast i recorded it from my phone and then i got a mic and then now i'm in a studio doing it and with a production team like you have to progress somewhere and yes as you progress and as you get better and as you build up whatever it is you want to build up and you start to create success around it you can go you know what we're going to do this better we're going to do this bolder we're going to do this bigger but when you try and start there you can actually be putting such a huge amount of pressure on yourself like almost making yourself feel inadequate because you're never quite reaching those standards if that is what's happening. So our drive to achieve like this often is rooted in our childhood. So I've seen it with every single client who we seek approval of or want to prove ourselves to. It always stems down to that. Who are you really trying to do this for? It's never really for yourself. It's always for someone else. Is it for your mom? Is it for your dad? For me, it was for my dad. For me, is I wanted to make him proud. I wanted to achieve for all that kind of to get that approval that I never had. I kind of became consumed and addicted to working hard, to being a high achiever. I felt validated when people congratulated me and told me how much of a boss I was and how inspirational I was in my business. And I see this a lot in the industry that I work in at the moment. I think it's something that I've, particularly in the last six months, really found a disconnect to the kind, to some areas of the work that I do is that I think there are a lot of people in this world out there who are starting businesses or who are putting things out there in the world or who are writing books or who are coaching others who are obviously doing it to help people. That's usually why they get into it, but then they get really caught up in the validation and the ego part of it because it's very easy to do. And actually it becomes about getting validation. It becomes about being the best. It becomes about selling the most. It becomes about people telling you you've changed their life as many times as it possibly can, rather than the actual reason why they started it, rather than exactly what it was that made them go into this, which was usually a passion, a desire to serve, a reason to help people, whatever it might be. And honestly, like, after a while, it became exhausting. It felt empty. This constant fight to do well and this being caught up in this idea of success and um, being the number one, the wealth, the all of that stuff. It was creating a cap for me to feel actually very unfulfilled. It was never enough. It's like, you probably resonate with this, where you hit one milestone and then you crave the next, or worse, you don't even notice the milestone that you just went past. And I see that so often with my clients, so, so often, where they create such amazing things for themselves. They hit all these huge milestones and they never even stop to go, wow, that was amazing, I'm so grateful, or wow, my old self would have screamed for that, or wow, I did that. They're just, what's next? I need more. I need more validation or I didn't do well enough or what's my next thing? And this was like, I've said this many times when my book became my next, like my next task, it became exactly that. My next task, uh, a list to achieve. And I, you know, I was overwhelmed and overjoyed when I first got the call and I signed my contract, but then it just became my next task. It was one of the most wonderful experiences of my life because I actually made it not about the validation, not about the success, not about my need to prove. I sat there and I really just surrendered into how can I help people? Like what words can I put onto this page that will really support people? But I think it took me a long time to really sit there and scream for the little girl who dreamt of writing a book or the business owner who put that on her vision board six years ago, just kind of cracked on and focused on what I needed to do and what needed to be done to achieve. And when we fight this chase to be the best and be the most successful, we create a lot of space for inadequacy, to let ourselves down, to not hit the target, to fail. Or We create so much pressure and stress on ourselves. Like, we are the one that is creating that bar for what success looks like. I, I say this There's an example I give in the book where if you have two business owners and one of them deems 10 sales is successful and the other person deems five sales is successful and they both sell eight, the person who thought five sales was successful just because that's where they placed their bar of measure of what success meant was over the moon, overjoyed, felt amazing, probably like really celebrated it. And the person who put 10 as success, purely just because that's what they decided success was, who sold eight, exactly the same as the other person, is probably pissed off at themselves. Don't feel like they did the right thing, could have done better. Kind of, yeah, it was good, but I should have been here. And they're creating that space for inadequacy. And I think that's always something that really hits when I say to someone like, who's creating this measure of success who's creating this boundary for you about what success even means and when they realize it's themselves they have like a powerful pause of like oh it's a powerful pause of reflection to just be like hang on a minute i don't need to create such high levels of and don't get me wrong you want to think big you want to you want to dream big in order to achieve big but when you put that pressure out there and you don't reach it you're creating space for inadequacy so we are the ones that are placing the bar on what success looks like, therefore we truly design like we design and define what success is and what it means to us. And therefore, you have immense power to change what that level of success looks like. If you'd asked me five years ago what success looked like, I would have said running a multi-million pound business, big house, best-selling author, um, you know, husband, baby. Those would have been the 100% of the things I say. And in business, I can't tell you how much it's changed. Like, I kind of say to me now like success for me is peace, it's happiness, it's abundance, it's joy, all of those things. Yeah, they bring more financial freedom to do the things that I want to do. They bring more time and flexibility in my life to spend it with people that I love. But honestly, like the desire to run a multi-million pound business right now, like as lovely as that would be, I know it won't fulfill my happiness. And I, And, and in finding what really fulfills my happiness and makes me feel aligned and on purpose and happy, the desire for that outcome has changed. Like it's not, I'm not saying I don't want it, but I'm saying like, it really isn't the be all and end all. And that doesn't define success for me. That doesn't define happiness for me. I want to wake up every day feeling good and doing what I love. And I get to do that. That shift in perspective about what success meant for me changed my life. And it's always when I'm feeling inadequate or like I'm not doing enough, it's always then when I'm focused on needing to achieve, needing to validate, needing to succeed, needing to get that qualification or that high high mark. So I ask you guys today, you know, I love to get you guys to think or to ponder on a thought, but are you setting yourself up for disappointment? Are you really chasing the real kind of success you want? Are you allowing your worthiness to be defined by accolades or validation? And actually, what does success really mean to you? And also, Can you take a bit of pressure off yourself and really look at actually how am I holding myself back by having such high desires for success, having such high benchmarks of what success means, you know, like writing a book, serving the world, having people read your book and say to you, you've really changed my life in some capacity is the most rewarding and fulfilling thing. But how many authors do you think get caught up on whether they were a Sunday Times bestseller or not? It's, it's so easy to be done. So take away that desire around your accolades and actually sit with what does success really mean to you? What actually makes me really happy? How can I ease up on myself and take that pressure off myself so that I can actually enjoy this a little bit more? I put something up on my social media the other day and it resonated with a lot of my like entrepreneurial community where I said most people start businesses, the ones that I, in all the women that I've worked with, in all the entrepreneurs I've worked with over the years, the ones who have like this, this narrative where it's like, oh my God, it just happened. I don't know why, but my business just really took off. I just started to get really good clients. The common theme amongst all of them is that they started it from joy and they, they follow it with joy. It's a purpose. It's a, it's a joy and it's, 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 it's an excitement. They love to do it. It was a side hustle. It was a hobby. Most of them started it as a hobby. They just started it and it just took off. I started my business as a hobby. I was just sharing what I was learning when I was healing my body of intolerances and it just then naturally progressed into personal training, and then business coaching, and life coaching, and then writing a book, because I always followed the passion, I always followed the joy, and even though I was striving for success and accolades, my, my still the crux of it was that I was striving for purpose and joy, and so if you are someone who is caught up in success, needing to achieve looking at the numbers, defining your success and validation by how many people liked your photo, responded to Q&A box, told you you looked great today, like take that measure off the table and come back into alignment with like what makes me feel good, who am I serving today, how am I helping people today, what do I really want to do this for and also where can I get the most joy out of that. You have been listening to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast, the place to be to build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, please don't forget to like, share and review us so that we can keep spreading this light and help more women light up together. Every time you share on your socials or with a friend, you help another person find us and help us spread that light further. If you are a regular around here, don't forget to click subscribe or follow. Add us to your libraries so that you can be notified of all of our latest episodes. And don't forget to also check out all that we have to offer at www.getlitinc.co.uk. That is www.getlitinc.co.uk to help you drop self-doubt and truly step into your greatness. From our group coaching programs, workshops, workshops, courses, memberships and our very own Get Lit Community Coaches as well as tons of free resources aimed to help you excel in your personal lives, entrepreneurial journeys and in your careers. We have absolutely everything for you and if you are looking for a coach that is right for you then don't forget to head to our expert directory that is getlitinc.co.uk forward slash expert hyphen directory and you can see our incredible directory of approved coaches, ready and raring to support you on your growth journey. You know what time it is. It is time to step into your power, raise your vibration and get lit.